So I don't know if you know this, but Graham Mertz and Anthony Richardson are slightly different quarterbacks. We're going to talk about it here today on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Monday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. And today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, where you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And like I mentioned, happy Monday. Hopefully, whoever you wanted to win the Super Bowl last night won. Um, I'm obviously recording this shortly before the Super Bowl because... I'm, I'm hosting, and I don't want to record a show after that. So, don't know who won yet, but all I know is that a Florida Gator got a ring. At least one Florida Gator got a ring. That's all I really know. But today, we're talking about Graham Mertz and Anthony Richardson, because since December 21st, when Graham Mertz said he was going to transfer to Florida, he's been constantly compared to Anthony Richardson. And I'm also aware that there's going to be a quarterback competition between Graham Mertz and Jack Miller III, but today's episode is more focused on how things would be different if it was Graham Mertz compared to Anthony Richardson, because we have a sample size to compare from Graham Mertz and Anthony Richardson. And I'm only using 2022 for this sample size. I don't think anybody is arguing that Graham Mertz is more physically gifted than Anthony Richardson, because like I've said forever, Anthony Richardson is one of the most physically gifted human beings on the planet. Simple as that. And when I was asked about it in Mobile countlessly, every time I said, oh, I do Lockdown Gators, I was always asked about him. And I said the same thing I've always said. One of the most physically gifted human beings on the planet. People his size don't move the way he does. And if they do, they don't play quarterback because they can't throw the ball the way he does. So that, that, that remains true. But Graham Mertz does do some things better than Anthony Richardson throwing the ball, or at least differently compared to Anthony Richardson. And here's the thing that I don't like is that stylistically, people always call Graham Mertz. I, I see it frequently where he, he's a game manager. He, he's a risk averse game manager. That's not true. You know who was a game manager? Alex Smith. That was a game manager. But Graham Mertz is not a risk averse game manager compared to what many people say Anthony Richardson is a risky play style. That's just simply not true. Big time throw percentage, Graham Mertz, 6.6% in 2022. Anthony Richardson, 5.5%. And if you don't know what a big time throw is, you might be a Kentucky fan because you didn't see those from Will Levis. You just didn't do it. Coward. Coward. Big time throws are defined by pro football focus as passes with excellent ball location and timing generally thrown further down the field and or into a tight window. In other words, a big-time throw, an NFL throw. 
That's that's what we're talking about. An NFL throw. Graham Mertz made more of those than Anthony Richardson made. And that's not necessarily saying Graham Mertz, you know, is this insane quarterback and that he makes these these big throws frequently. 6.6% isn't a ton. That's really not a ton because I've complained about Wisconsin going play action 8% of their passes. So 6.6%, not a lot, not a high percentage, right? But it's riskier than Anthony Richardson because whether or not you want to classify it as that, a big time throw is a throw, again, either generally further down the field or into a tight window. That automatically makes them a riskier throw. So Graham Mertz can make those throws. I don't want to hear risk first game manager. He, he's not going to make these tight window throws. He's not going to make these big NFL NFL level passes because guess what? He's going to. Whether or not you want to accept that is on you. But the fact of the matter is Graham Mertz will make NFL throws. Turnover worthy play percentage. Again, Graham Mertz has been classified as, as a risk averse game manager. Turnover worthy play percentage, Graham Mertz, 3.2%. Okay? 3.2%. Anthony Richardson has been classified as a risky turnover prone quarterback. 3.3%.1% higher is this huge drastic difference that we see. And this includes plays that turnover worthy plays are plays that have a high chance to be intercepted and fumbles. Okay? Neither of those percentages are bad percentages. I want to make that clear. Like, I think that it's wrong to say that Graham Mertz is a game manager type, and it's wrong to say Anthony Richardson is a risky passer because just neither of those options are true. Those percentages aren't bad. Those percentages are on pass are on par with CJ Stroud. They're on par with Quinn Ewers. They're on par with Sam Hartman, who many Florida Gators fans wanted. So they're in that same range. The issue with Anthony Richardson was never that he's a risky, turnover-prone quarterback. The issue with Anthony Richardson was that he had misses that were misses. It's why Tim Tebow didn't have a ton of turnovers either, because when he throws a bad ball, it's a bad ball. It's not catchable. That's the problem. That's the problem. It's not that Anthony Richardson threw a ton of picks. He, he did throw more picks because he, he did throw those picks, but Graham Mertz fumbled more. And so that's kind of the, the difference there. But turnover plays, turnovers are turnovers. Turnover-worthy plays are turnover-worthy plays, regardless of how you want to look at it. So I think that this misconception about, and, and I will say this also, they're clearly different style quarterbacks, but this misperception or this misconception misperception yeah misperception i'm not smart dude you know this i could talk football but um this 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 horrible uh representation that graham mertz is is a is going to be you know i'm gonna make these little dink and dunk throws i'm not going to challenge defenders i'm not going to do that i'm just trying to take care of the ball and be like beat my toes no he's gonna challenge he's gonna challenge players that's what he does he makes those big time throws he attempts the big time throws at least anthony richardson also attempted them, not as frequently as Graham Mertz, even though Anthony Richardson is commonly thought of as this big-time playmaker always. Now, Anthony Richardson made those big-time runs. You could talk about the breakaway runs, but as far as throwing the ball, Graham Mertz makes more big-time throws than Anthony Richardson. Graham Mertz makes about the same percent of turnover-worthy plays as Anthony Richardson. Less turnover-worthy throws, but the same turnover-worthy plays, basically. Um, 
and and so that's a big thing. And but I think the biggest difference between Anthony Richardson and Graham Mertz in terms of as a passer, because obviously Anthony Richardson is he's miles and worlds ahead of Graham Mertz as a runner. But the thing that Gators fans will probably note the most, and they'll probably put on the offensive line or the sacks, because when a quarterback gets sacked a lot, you put it on the offensive line. You don't usually put it on the quarterback. When a quarterback evades sacks, you put it on the quarterback, and you kind of don't fault the offensive line because you think, hey, we didn't get sacked. There's no harm, no foul. But Anthony Richardson was sacked on just 9.2% of his pressures. So for every 10 pressures, he got sacked one time. Graham Mertz, every 10 pressures, got sacked two times. He's just not as agile. He's not as evasive. That's going to be one of the biggest differences with with Anthony Richardson. He can move around the pocket. He can extend plays. He can make these big plays. Graham Mertz is not going to do that frequently. He's, he's just not going to do that. I think that's going to be the biggest difference in not just Anthony Richardson's, you know, 40, 60, 80 yard runs. It's going to be Graham Mertz not making those, but also Graham Mertz's, uh, inability to escape that pressure once they get in the backfield. I commonly talk about one of the best players I've seen, one of the best plays I've seen from Anthony Richardson. Uh, I forgot which game it was, but he's got a defender on his ankles and he just stays up for an extra second and gets the ball. Grammers isn't going to have that kind of strength and that kind of playmaking ability. And that's okay. That's not his style. His style is going to be, you know, those simple screens and the simple digs and curls and slants that Anthony Richardson missed. I'm going to make those. That's going to be the big difference throwing the ball not being able to get away from that pressure and being able to make those simple throws that are going to give you more yards after the catch and more completions and more first downs throwing the ball. We're about to talk about how this offense might be stylistically different under Graham Mertz compared to Anthony Richardson. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by LinkedIn. And as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. Like like Graham Mertz's success in 2023 will depend on the team members that he's surrounded with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to post your to put your posts in front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. And now we're going to talk about how this offense could look differently style. How this offense could look different stylistically under Graham Mertz compared to Anthony Richardson, or how it might not look so different. Because I feel like when Graham Mertz came in, people were like, "Okay, Florida's about to go more twelve personnel. Florida's about to go under center more. Florida's about to do this more, that more, and this more, and that more." And here's the thing: I don't think that's going to be the case so much. I, I don't think that we see a big change as to will Graham Mertz operate under center more because Graham Mertz is here. I think you might see it happen a little bit more. You you might see Graham Mertz go under center a little bit more than Anthony Richardson did. But I also feel like, and this, this is just me speculating. This isn't me saying that it's going to happen. I think that 
Graham Mertz might have come here because he wanted to operate more out of the pistol and less under center. Because you saw Graham Mertz, you, you know, Graham Mertz, Wisconsin. Wisconsin goes under center. They go I-form. They go 21 personnel. They go 22 personnel. 21 personnel is based, and in this Wisconsin-specific case, 21 personnel for them is I-form. You've got the quarterback, a fullback behind him, and a halfback behind him, or a tailback behind him, whatever you want to call it. Whereas we see 21 personnel with the Gators is going to be Graham Mertz in the backfield with Montrell Johnson and Trevor Etienne, one on each side. Um, but I think that Graham Mertz might have come here to operate more under the pistol or out of pistol instead of under center because pistol still has that running back behind you. And, and you could still do that little turnaround handoff style, and that's fine. But it's also gives you a better chance as to making a read when you're running that play action or making a read in general pre-snap post-snap because you don't have to drop back seven steps in order to be into an actual position to throw the ball and i know people think that they're going to see this massive difference in the offense running the ball yeah anthony richardson is gone those explosive quarterback runs are probably gone unless grammar somehow somehow it just has nobody in front of him then sure but in terms of throwing the football, efficiency is going to change. But areas that are targeted probably aren't going to change that much. Both Anthony Richardson and Graham Mertz had the same two most targeted areas. Both of them were their most targeted area were zero to nine yards past the line of scrimmage between the numbers. And their second most targeted area, 10 to 19 yards past the line of scrimmage between the numbers. So that zero, that line of scrimmage to 20 yard range is going to be where both of them feast the most. So I think that when, when you see that, just that, uh, that tendency to throw the ball in that area, that's not going to change much. And the numbers were fairly close to each other. It's not like, Oh yeah, his most targeted area was 5% of his passes. And the other ones was 23%. Like it's not that big of a difference. Their numbers are pretty close to each other in terms of throwing the ball in that short to middle, uh, in that short to intermediate range between the numbers. That's not going to change. I think one of the biggest differences between the two target ranges is that 17% of Anthony Richardson's passes were behind the line of scrimmage. Grammar's was 10.8% behind the line of scrimmage. So he's probably going to see a, a you'll probably see it be somewhere in between those ranges. In fact, you might see Graham Mertz go more than 17% because something Graham Mertz is going to do that Anthony Richardson didn't do as much is probably, probably check down to the running back when he goes through his progressions because Anthony Richardson could go through his progressions, see nobody's there and go, okay, I'm open and run with that. Whereas Graham Mertz will not be able to do that and he'll probably check the ball down. And we know that a lot of Anthony Richardson's passes that went behind the line of scrimmage were to Xavier Henderson as... Uh, that that swing screen mumbo jumbo thing that they would do that I would hate and everybody hated with with Xavier Henderson. I don't hate the wide receiver screens, by the way. I hate that they went to Xavier Henderson. That's what I hate. I, don't, I have no problem with wide receiver screens, swings, whatever it is. No problem. My thing is who it went to. Um, and a lot of those went to Xavier Henderson, which, by the way, he was the team's leading receiver in terms of catches. 44% of his catches were behind the line of scrimmage. He had 38 catches. So I'm assuming that means 18% of his 38 or 18 of his 38 catches were behind the line of scrimmage. 
Um, I'm going to do the math on that right now just because I want to know if I'm right. <laughs> and, and I want to know if I'm wrong. 17. I uh, hate myself. 17% uh, of his catches were behind – or 17 of his 38 catches were behind on a scrimmage. Um, but also expect a more – efficient play at play action passing game here. Graham Mertz was in 2022, one of the best play action passers in the country. But like I've said so many times, only 20% of his passes were off play action opportunities, 8% of the total plays. That's horrible. Like that is a horrible, horrible number. And anybody on that offensive staff should not be allowed to call plays ever for as long as they live. Um, that's, that's how I stand by it. Mertz completed 12 or 11.9% more of his passes when he was operating out of play action compared to just standard drop back passing 12% completion percentage higher. Guess what? He's going to continue to get more play action opportunities, meaning more of those passes that he was so good on. He's going to see more of those. And yeah, that 12% probably isn't sustainable because when he would do that in Wisconsin, it was probably because the defenses were expecting them to run the ball, but We'll probably, and so they keyed in more and then fell for it more often. Did you get my point? Yes. Okay. Um, but like I've said, yeah, that, that Wisconsin offense was horribly not well-designed for him. I think that when you look at what Florida did last year and what Florida wanted to do last year but did unsuccessfully, I think that's probably the biggest way to talk yourself into Graham Mertz. Does it suck going from the dynamic superhuman freak that is Anthony Richardson to Graham Mertz kind of like, like it just hype wise. Yeah, it sucks, but you're also bringing in a guy who can do what you want to do. And this is how you should fault Billy Napier for not using Anthony Richardson properly. If you want to do that, you look at what Florida wanted to do with Anthony Richardson, what they did with Anthony Richardson and how they brought in Graham Mertz because they said, Hey, you can operate that. That's one of those things where your coaching staff should probably have changed your offense to better fit your quarterback. And that's something that, you know, you could fault this coaching staff for doing. We're about to talk about some other changes to the offense or not necessarily changes, but just some things they might mix up a little bit. But first it's the new year. That means it's new year's resolution time. If yours is about getting fit, eating healthier, or if you've already stopped yours because it's February, and I believe the statistic is that more than half of the people that set New Year's resolutions give up on them by February, which is understandable, then maybe you want to get back on track. Maybe you want to get back to, you know, I'm, I'm going to get back in shape again, especially with summer coming up soon. And I'm trying to do that. And it's coming up on you before you realize it, I'm telling you. But if you have a sweet tooth and you want to add Built Bar into your game plan or you have a diet and you want to add Built Bar into it, already coated in 100% chocolate. So you hit that sweet tooth. Most bars have 130 calories, just 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Also, they are finally in stores. So if you want the best protein bar available, go to builtorbuiltbar.com or go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get yourself a Built Bar. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about a couple other changes that we could see in this offense. And there's two things that I already mentioned, but I want to elaborate on. One of them is the running back involvement. I said that when Graham Mertz goes through his progressions, he has to do something with the ball. 
because he can't just run it himself. Like Anthony Richardson could go through his progressions, go one, two, three, or he can, in Billy Napier style, he could look through his window and see one, two, three, they're all covered. Okay, so I'm going to run this football because they're playing good coverage. They're not getting pressure. I'm going to run this football. Um, Graham Mertz can't really do that. Florida in 2022, 9.1% of the, the team's passes were intended and targeted for running backs. And I say 9.1% because, of course, Anthony Richardson wasn't the only guy to throw the ball. But 9.1% of his team pa- of the team passes were intended for running backs. 30 total targets for running backs. That's with all the running backs, even if it's one target. That's all of them combined. 30 total, total targets. Wisconsin in 2022, 14% of passes, which... Again, that, that doesn't seem like a huge difference, and it's probably like it's it's five percent of your passes, which could be impactful. But I think that number is going to climb from Wisconsin's fourteen percent. You're probably going to see, I'd say, seventeen to twenty percent in Gainesville in twenty twenty three. But yes, fourteen uh, percent of Wisconsin's passes in twenty twenty two were intended for halfbacks. I say halfbacks and not running backs because Florida didn't use an official fullback. They used Keon Zipper, who could be thought of as an H-back or whatever you want to call him, Y tight end, anything you want to call him, wasn't a fullback. Wisconsin did have two fullbacks, and they did throw to them. Uh, I think it was like uh, seven times, but guess what? 43% of targets, or 43 total targets with Wisconsin went to halfbacks. You're going to see that number climb in Gainesville, I think, because that's one of the reasons I think Florida brought in Cam Carroll. Cam Carroll's presence as a pass catcher is going to be needed because, again, Graham Mertz can't just take off running at will. So you have to give Graham Mertz another backfield target. I do, and I've said this before, I do expect and I truly believe that Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne will be more involved in the passing attack than they were in 2022 because they have to be you lose that read option game. Your running game is probably going to take a step or two back because teams don't have to respect your quarterback run game as much as you have to expect, as much as you have to respect your running back run game. Yeah. Or uh, they don't have to respect your quarterback run game now with Graham Mertz as much as they had to with Anthony Richardson. And so they're going to focus in more on your running back run game and that's going to hurt you. So how else do you get the ball to your playmakers in space? You get them out wide, out of the backfield, and you throw the ball to them. Where is like, guess what? We saw it with, I think it was Montreal Johnson. It was Anthony Richardson rolling right. He was getting pressured, and he just like flipped it to Montreal Johnson real quick, and Montreal Johnson had space to run. He was llama with a corner. Stuff like that you're going to get by throwing the ball to them. That's one thing that we always talk about where you say, oh, like you want to get your running back in space. You want to get your receivers in space, but specifically when you talk about running backs and tight ends, you want to get them in space with a corner because corners tend to not be willing to get in your face and corners tend to not be willing to be physical with you and meet you at the point of the top and meet you up top. I know that I played corner. So corners tend to not do that. Guess what? Then you put Montreal Johnson, Trevor Etienne or Cam Carroll in the face of a corner and you make them meet you because guess what? That's probably going to be a broken tackle for your stats and yards after catch and yards after contact, which won't count for rushing yards. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. You get the ball out to them wide and you let them make plays. So I think Cam Carroll's presence is going to help increase his running back passing attack. I think Graham Mertz's presence is going to help increase his running back passing attack. I think Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne will naturally get more involved in the passing attack, which is huge for this offense because they need to be. 
another thing that Florida Gators fans, myself included, we all hated were, were the swings, the screen, and little pop passes, touch passes to Xavier Henderson. I don't think that you'll see Florida not do those uh, because throughout football at every level, whether you're talking high school, college, NFL, at every level, we know those passes are loved. Screens, swings, pop pop passes, touch, touch passes, whatever you want to call them. We know they're loved, and we know that at every level, they are low-risk passes with the potential of breaking for big gains out wide. They're an extension of the running game where you could say, oh, you know, Ricky Pearsall is not used as, as a runner at all, and we want him to be. First of all, he had a couple touches, but also he had three of those little touch passes that's behind the line of scrimmage, and he did well on them, by the way, and we saw that happen towards the end of the season. I think in 2023, we see Ricky Pearsall take that role from Xavier Henderson. We, we, we see Slick Rick be the the pop touch pass, the touch pass man, the pop pass man, again, whatever you want to call it. We see him be the swing man because he's more, he's better at creating those yards after catch. And one of the reasons that I think we saw Xavier Henderson do that was that he's not a fantastic route runner. So I think we saw Xavier Henderson be like, okay, well, you've got good straight line speed. So you just wait behind the line of scrimmage and run straight. Whereas Ricky Pearsall will find himself open. And I think that you see Ricky Pearsall get more involved there because you kind of realize the trade-off is Ricky Pearsall is better at those swings. And I'd rather just be like, hey, X, go, go run a dig and we're going to get the ball to Ricky anyway. So who cares? Um, but one thing I also want to see is Aiden Mizell get involved there. I understand Aiden Mizell is very thin. Yes. I understand he is raw as a route runner. Yes. But I also understand that that man has world-class speed. Like, he has track speed. He's going to run track. He's a track star. He's a runner. He's a track star. Um, Aiden Mizell should get involved there. He's got the speed in space to just get him there and just get him around the bend and just let him pick up yards and then run out of bounds. I don't care. But if you're talking about a home run hitter, it's not Xavier Henderson. It's Ricky Pearsall or it's Aiden Mizell or it could be Eugene Wilson. He's I know he's thought of as, like, shiftier and not faster, but hey, if Shifty can get you yards, then Shifty gets you yards. So I, I think that's where you really see the difference. Not necessarily who, not necessarily that the plays are going to stop that, but that you're going to see a different player, do they, a more dynamic player, get involved there. And I think Billy Napier learned that towards the end of the season. So that's something where we can kind of talk about and go, okay, at least he's learning, he's developing, he, he's learning, and he's developing, and we, and we can talk about that. But Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators. Make your second listen of the day Locked On SEC. Get the best coverage on the best conference, including the best university, University of Florida. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Wilson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written record with Whole Nine Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. And I will see you all tomorrow.